Support for this episode of NRay was provided by the Nanny Tax Company. If you employ a nanny, babysitter, caregiver, or housekeeper in your home, you may be required to pay employment taxes. The Nanny Tax Company has expertise in handling the delicate tax requirements for household employers. The service is simple, accurate, and cost-effective so you can save time while staying compliant with the law. For more information, visit www.nannytaxprep.com or call 1-800-747-9826. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the individuals and do not represent IICLE. Thank you for listening to InRay, the podcast about all things law, big and small. I'm your host, Chris Noel. Representations of women in the workplace have been part of media for a very long time. What's it really like? What's it really like when you deal with power differentials? Much like being in law. What is it like for a woman in the workplace when she's a lawyer and she's surrounded predominantly by men. Now, even at 2019, things are starting to level out a little bit. But what about that perceived power differential? I wanted to find out more about a particular bar association. I got to speak with Carrie Valentino, the president of the Women's Bar Association of Illinois, in this bar association spotlight. It was a fantastic conversation about a very interesting organization, and I hope you enjoy, and I hope it inspires you as it did me. My name is Carrie Valentino. Uh, I am a partner at Lewis Brisboy, and I am currently the president of the Women's Bar Association of Illinois. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining me today, Carrie, and being the first uh, bar association in Illinois spotlight. So I'm so excited to have you. My, my, my pleasure as well, Chris. Great. So when was the Women's Bar Association of Illinois created? And for that matter, why was it created? So it was created in 1914 by a group of nine women who were practicing in the Chicago metropolitan area. Um, it's one of the oldest and largest bar associations in the state of Illinois. And the original purpose when these nine women... Um, lawyers filed for the charter was to um, promulgate, promote, advance, and protect the interest of women in the state of Illinois. And our mission follows along that premise when they filed for the charter in 1914, that we not only promote the interest and welfare of women lawyers, but also aid in the enactment of legislation for the common good and in the administration of justice. And I'm proud to say that we're one of the first minority bar associations to have male members. So it's not just limited to women, which provides us with a really broad spectrum. Yeah, absolutely. So some people may be saying, well, if it's a women's bar association, why are there men involved? Can you elaborate on that more? Sure. Well, we, you know, it, it's for, from a, being a minority bar association, we don't want to be exclusive. That that is a common thing that happens to minorities, whether it be women or you know for their race, gender. We didn't want to exclude male members because, in my opinion, we work together to 
ensure that we're all on equal footing and we all have equal opportunities. And it would kind of fly in the face of uh, what we stand for if we were exclusionary to others. Hmm. So we know a little bit about your the mission statement, things like that. So what is the primary focus, 2019? Uh, what's the primary focus of the Women's Bar Association now? Well, so I think the focus, it, it's divided among several things. One, social and economic issues. We have events that help the Women's Treatment Center, you know, women that um, are struggling, single moms. Uh, we do a collection at Christmas time for basic necessities for single moms who can't afford them. Um, and we also, our other focus is in enabling our members to have an opportunity to network and find employment. We, you know, referral within the organization fosters development of business and also job opportunities. Mm. So we're kind of multifaceted in our focus. And, you know, we offer many different programming to address those issues. Because in my opinion, and having been a member of this organization for so long and served on its board and as an officer now as president, there's something for everyone in this organization. And it's not just limited to a certain practice area. We have everyone from big law to solo practitioners to personal injury to family law. And it really affords a very diverse group. And like I said, an opportunity to network and find your niche. So would you say that it's important to lawyers in Illinois, be they male, female, um, specifically because it, it seems to make the minority come together while, while it also kind of brings that minority to the focus. It also enables you guys to um, be more encompassing, so stand Correct. out more. Absolutely. So force in numbers, you know, I think as a minority, there's a conscious and unconscious bias. And I think educating those that are not in the minority mm -hmm. enables us to kind of bridge that gap and try and work together to promote each other. I mean, my theme this year is the ability to promote the opportunity to advance. It's nothing to do with gender. It's everybody. Um, that is what the Women's Bar Association to me is the ability to promote and the opportunity to move forward. You're the president, of course. And I, I, it makes me wonder. I mean, I love, I, I really enjoy hearing, I, I can hear it in your voice, the, the passion you have. And so I wonder, what was it like? Why did you get into law in the first place? And what was the road like to get to president of the Women's Bar Association of Illinois? Great question. So I come from a long line of lawyers. My grandfather was a lawyer, my father. I have several cousins and uncle. I'm proud to say I'm the first female in my family to become an attorney. And so and I, had, so I had wonderful role models. I, I can tell you, Chris, from day one, I wanted to be a lawyer. I never wavered. Uh, whereas most kids, you know, changed what they wanted to be growing up and even their majors in college. But I was steadfast in what I wanted. And I think... My grandfather always used to tell me that when he went to law school in the 30s, that two women started law school with him. One quit and one graduated. That's staggering, the number. Um, and, 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 and that woman couldn't even get a job as a lawyer. She was a secretary, he said. No one would hire her. By the time I got to law school, I, I graduated in 1996. 
um, the numbers, the percentage of female law students graduating had obviously markedly increased. I think as of recently, it's now 51%, which is extremely impressive. It's equal. So uh, women and men are starting out on equal parity at graduation. Um, but, but, but as I practice, and I've been practicing now for 23 years, as I've, as I've risen in my law firm, there are less and less women at my level, and that's interesting to me. Um, and so being in the Women's Bar Association, I'm glad I joined when I did because it is a, a camaraderie and like-minded women that even, that even if I may not have that representation in my firm, that I have that support in my organization. And that's why I really put everything into this because I, the rewards were incredible, and I've, I've grown so much as a person. And serving in the various board positions and officer positions has just taught me the fundamentals of being a leader. And I, I, I couldn't be more honored to have been elected the president of this organization. What have you found to be the most pressing issue for women lawyers in Illinois? And is that even a good term? I, I realize that. I mean, is that... Women, uh, women lawyers. Is that is that appropriate? I mean, because technically it should just be lawyers who are women, correct? Right. You know, it's. I have had the opportunity to work for um, many many firms in, as I've risen through the ranks, and ended up coming back full circle with partners I used to be with years ago, and I've learned so much from those that are ahead of me, uh, who reached back to help me. I have noticed, like I mentioned, though, as I gotten older and I've been promoted, there are less women and more men. And my career path has been to find sponsors, men or women, who not only will mentor me, but will vouch for me, mm-hmm. who will take me under their wing and teach me, which is what I try to do to the younger female and male attorneys. As I mentioned we graduate 51%, 50% with male counterparts, and we fall off earlier. Uh, whether, you know, women decide to stay home uh, and, and be a mom, which is a full-time job, I would not want. <laughs> <laughs> As I always joke, I, do my, I would do my children a disservice if I was a stay-at-home mom. Um, so... You know, and, and, and I, on the flip side, I teach my children as a working mom, I teach my 13-year-old son and my 10-year-old daughter, it's okay to, to, to be a working mom, you know, have respect for that, and, you know, it, you don't have to sacrifice as children because your mom is doing this. So, you know, to me, that's a valuable lesson I'm teaching my children. And like I mentioned, they would not want me to help. <laughs> and um, there, there's a security too in in the pay, the caseload, the caliber of cases, not necessarily for me, but I, you know, other females I know who have come to me, younger females, you know, how do I negotiate my salary? What do I ask for? I want to make sure I'm on equal playing field. Um, so those are some of the issues that are, are facing women at this time. I saw a quote that there are 17% of women partners, even though 51% of them graduate with males and the other um, stat that they that I saw was that of the equity level and women that are in multi-tiered law firms 
only 45% are in equity positions and 62% of the males are. And the quote that they talked about was, talk about a glass ceiling. It's actually pointing downward and you can barely crawl through the small holes that are available to get up there, especially if you're carrying weight, such as deciding to have a family. And I thought that was interesting. And I think that study that I was looking at was like from 2010. And so, you know, I'm up, I'm optimistic. I've had a wonderful experience growing as a lawyer. And I, and I just hope that other women will start to have that same and similar rewarding experience. I wonder, what is it like, especially maybe earlier on, but even now, and the individuals you deal with um, in the Women's Bar Association of Illinois, when you deal with other individuals, do they ever have experiences where maybe um, gender or sex get in the way of achieving goals in the workplace uh, for being a lawyer? I actually have a someone I know very well who um, was inappropriately spoken to and the lawyer was sanctioned, um, censored, uh, and it was appalling what he said to her in open court. Mm. Um, I had, So I know firsthand of women that have been derogatory remarks have been made to them. They've been dismissed as not, not knowledgeable. Um, I've had women come to me and, you know, a male associate in their firm, you know, was promoted quicker than they were. Um, and she felt penalized for her conduct. And, and I don't mean like she acted badly, but she felt like he was being rewarded and she was always under the microscope. And, 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 and I do think that there are, there are double standards. There are stereotypes out there. Um, I was very fortunate to have, obviously, a grandfather and a father who were very supportive of me as a female attorney and proud of me. Um, but there are people out there that I do think suffer. I, I know they do because I, I know some firsthand. And, it, and, and it's, it's a constant battle. It's not women against men, though. My philosophy is we all need to work together. We got to hear a little bit about your your history and um, kind of the history of your family, really. And so it, it, we go generations through. We're into 2019. Um, you're a successful lawyer. So now knowing, kind of having that example of, you know, your grandfather and, you know, some past relatives that have been lawyers, how has the landscape changed in law itself in Illinois as well as for women in law? Well, I think there are women in power. I've met some of them. I think there are trailblazers. I think the landscape has changed. As I mentioned, my grandfather saying two women applied, one dropped out, one graduated, uh, you know, in a, in, a, in a class full of men. Um, I think, obviously, it's, it's, it's changed significantly since then. But there's still, like I mentioned, a ways to go. You only have 17% of females as partners in a law firm. I mean, you know, most firms' tracks are around seven years to make partners, but people are, women are falling off. Um, and I, I, I'm, like I said, optimistic. I think things improve. I don't think it was 50% when I graduated in 96. Um, I could be wrong. But, you know, it's, it's still, 
it's interesting why why we're, our numbers don't remain equal. Um, but I think people are much more accepting of women in 2019. Uh, there's no misconception that women are capable, qualified, maybe even smarter than some of their colleagues. And, you know, I have, again, surrounded myself around men that, you know, believe in women. And it's empowering uh, because that, to have their support. So if you do ever cross the path of somebody that's dismissive, oh, she's a female, she doesn't know what she's talking about, I know that for every one of those, there's 10 that believe I am qualified. So it, 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 it's, it's moving in the right direction. I don't know when it'll all be equal, though. <laughs> and I've asked my kids if they won't want to be lawyers, and both of them said absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> so for women in the law profession, how important is it, especially now, to have that um, champion uh, for you, the one who, who says, go get them? How important is that? I think it's, I think it's critical. Uh, when I first started out, and I wish I had joined the women's bar even years before I did, um, it's important to have support, and it's important to know there are others out there struggling the same struggles you are, and it's okay. You don't have to be perfect every day. Uh, you know, the, you can you can bounce things off of. Like I mentioned, the young lawyers coming to me how to negotiate for their salary. I mean, finding communicative tools like that from others. And building on their past experiences is important. I always tell the story. I, I graduated from law school with a past president of the women's bar. And when I joined the board, we had a board meeting. We all went out afterwards just, you know, to spend some time together. And that day I had, I had lost all patience with my, I think he was then two or three-year-old. And I was feeling miserable about it all day. And my friend who had older children between age, um, preteen, teenager, uh, was telling us how she had decided to go on strike for 72 hours. And she proceeded to tell her children, you don't have to wear your retainer, you don't have to pick up your clothes, you don't have to make your bed, but I'm not doing grocery shopping, I am not cooking, I am not cleaning, I'm not taking you anywhere. I am on strike, do not call me, pretend I am not here. And I, and then she said, proceeded to say, I'm not getting Mom of the Year award. And it's a phrase I've coined ever yeah. since because I felt so good that day that everybody has a bad day, right? And so yeah. when I was feeling like, should I be doing this? Should I be working? Should I be the mom that stays home? I realized, hey, I did, at least I didn't go on strike, right? So it, it's a story like that that I think the camaraderie and the support you get um, is really critical, whether it be male or female. I, 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 I don't think you can do this alone. Yeah. What is the outlook for women in law in Illinois? I think I think it's it's promising. I think that there are so many talented, powerful women out there, and I have had the wonderful opportunity to have met so many of them you know, in the various um, events we've had where we've honored women. Uh, we have an event called the Top Women Lawyers and Leadership, and every year it's just, it's, it's so inspiring to meet these women and know that they're out there. Um, and the judges, the ranks that they've achieved, it's, it's very promising, I think. And, you know, it's, 
it's inspiring to know that they're trailblazers. They're up there. They're waiting for us. And as long as everybody, you know, reaches back, gives back to to those coming up behind them, just like they were helped, I, I think, you know, it will be very optimistic. Great. Do you have any instances where you have interacted with a member and you said, that's exactly what I got, I became president for. Like, that's that's exactly what I wanted to happen in 2019. Yes, I have had some, I, I've had some very complimentary comments made to me um, of, of what I did not realize was an impact for others uh, that was uh, positive for them. I try to meet with every single person that gives me a card or asks me for coffee. Um, we, I do a lot of coffee meetings. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't say no to anyone, I, especially the younger lawyers. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've personally helped the younger lawyers get jobs. The other thing I always tell members, too, I, I may not, my area of law may not be what interests them, but I'm like a conduit. I can get them in touch with the person that they should be talking to. Right. And, you know, I can't promise the job or I can't promise the contact, but because I know a lot of people by virtue of my involvement in this organization, I'm happy to put people in touch with each other. And that has been very rewarding as well. I just, I, I love to sit down and meet new members and, and see the fire in their eyes and get them in, engaged and involved because again, I've gotten so much out of this organization, and I want it. I want them to have the same experience. For a young person, uh, maybe a young woman who's about to graduate, uh, about to take the bar, about to become a new lawyer, what advice would you have when it comes to pursuing a mentor-mentee um, relationship, and how, how should they go about that? So there's several opportunities. Um, well, one, we as uh, the Women's Bar Association, we have student members, and membership is free. So you can start even as a law school um, to be a part of our organization. We also have liaison for each. I have co-chairs for each law school. We always try to do one event, whether it be like a speed networking event or something of that nature, where members licensed lawyers can come in and meet with these young law students. Um, That is one way to find the mentor. We also um, do a mentor-mentee program as well um, for matching up newly licensed lawyers and, uh, you know, more senior attorneys to help guide the path. And the other way, too, is if, if you're a law clerk in a firm, you know, Try to gravitate towards someone that you feel would be wanting to take the time to educate you, train you, or just be a sounding board for for you. So there's a lot of avenues out there. Um, And again, I wish I had taken advantage of the resources when I was younger. I was just I was so terrified of passing law school and passing the bar exam. I couldn't I couldn't see the forest through the trees. (laughs) (laughs) So. My final question would be kind of two parts. What do you hope 
um, the future president, uh, let's say down the road, they just graduated, and let's say 10, 15 years from now, they become president of the Women's Bar Association of Illinois. What do you hope that they bring that they've learned over the course of their time, and what do you hope has changed? That's a really great question. So I would hope that in 10 to 15 years, the the cohesiveness and the, uh, of, of men and women has, improved for what it is now with the numbers I mentioned. I would like to see them continue to have the same attitude that I have always had about just promoting everyone and promoting yourself. It's okay to promote yourself. And being inviting. Um, I, I think it's important that the president takes the time to make sure that everyone feels included. You know, it's a, it's, it's, it's a demanding position to be in. It has been the most rewarding thing I have ever experienced. And I think that the presidents coming behind me are going to continue to expound upon our mission and just continue. Just when I think the organization can't get any better, it does. So I think that, I, you know, I look forward to seeing the young females that are coming up the ranks to lead this organization, and I really hope that I've met them as a law school student and they remember me. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Carrie. Thank you, Chris, and have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to find out more about IICLE, its programs, or publications, please visit IICLE.com.